Welcome back to Baskin and Phelps. We're gonna get into we're gonna get into the NBA All Star, whatever it was, and we're gonna do that in a minute. And we have to kind of gear up for that. It, it's just uh, we gotta we gotta pay attention there. Oh boy, because it was a mess. You okay? I'm disappointed. Really? Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it in a minute. But first, some good news. You got good news? Yeah, except for Terry Francona's mouth. Dan, what do you have? So according to our buddy Zach Meisel of The Athletic on Twitter, Terry Francona gave his annual, gave his annual team speech. He was so nervous. He was drenched in sweat. He declined dinner with coaches last night so he could make edits. He made pasta, but it didn't fully cook and broke his tooth. He arrived at camp at 3.30 a.m. and spilled coffee all over his speech. What? I'm glad our team's in good hands. But there, I have a million questions. He's always under control, has it together. So that's, you know, just another fine example of that. Can we go back to the broken tooth part of this? Can well, we? Can we go back to the nervous part of this? Well, I, I think we should actually give this a little bit more of a treatment. And this may be a little bit mean, but it's all in good fun and it's all out of jest and oh, humor. And I'm sure Terry go. Francona would enjoy it. Hang on. According to Zach Meisel, Terry Francona gave his annual team speech. Okay. He was so nervous, he was drenched in sweat. Let's let's go part by part, okay? Why is he nervous giving a speech to the team he manages and will manage for as long as he wants to manage it? Some people don't like public speaking. Why is he nervous? And if you're going to back this out, let's back this out true curb style. So the story would start like this. Terry Francona was very nervous about giving his speech to his own team. In fact, he went to a local coffee shop to try to get it. The problem is that someone cut in, fr- in, in line in front of him, and Terry was not happy about that. And he said, why would you do that to me? Why would you cut in front of me? And then the person would say, I don't care, blah, 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 blah. And then the rest of the story would happen. Because it would need a quirky ending at the end. Well, yeah, of course. I and just, you I- got... He I don't gave have you, that kind of time to throw this all together. He I gave you the quirky music. ending. You just needed to come up with the beginning. Go ahead, yes. And this is why we, you, I employ, you know, we employ you to come up with these storylines and build this stuff for us. That's right. It works out beautifully. So you're, you're good. He declined dinner with coaches last night so he could make edits. He made pasta, but it didn't fully cook hold, and hold, broke. Hold, hold on, hold on. He didn't go to dinner with his coaches so that Terry Francona, Manager of the year. World Series champion manager, yes. Could edit his speech. Yes. To a bunch of guys, many of whom are like, oh, am I going to make the team? I'm so nervous. Oh, my God, it's Terry Franco. There's hardly anybody there that's worried about making the team. What, do they have two spots open? Three? Oh, the young dudes. Go ahead, Dan. He made pasta, but it didn't fully cook and broke his tooth. This is the part I can't understand. Has anyone ever had pasta that broke their tooth? Now, I'm thinking... You could. That stuff's nasty well, if you if, don't cook it. If you had a temporary in or something like that that was kind of filling something that then he had... I just can't see breaking a tooth on pasta. Pasta, overrated or underrated? Perfectly Depends. rated. Overrated. Oh, I don't know, man. Have you ever had fresh Ohio City? Yeah. Oh, well, pasta man. can be good, but it's... To me, it's... It, when I hear, we're having pasta, I think... I don't know, man. That's good stuff. Perfectly right. My wife be. brings that home all the time. Oh, it's so good. So good. It's 15 Broke his pounds. tooth. Okay. Okay. He arrived at camp at 3.30 a.m. 
Uh, what plane delayed? What? I, I assume he was, well, he was already there. in Arizona, and he, so he he stumbled there in the morning. That is correct. At three thirty. At three thirty, and spilled coffee all over his speech. Well, you shouldn't be up at three thirty, but it's you, really. But to him, it's five thirty. It might even be six thirty. What is it? What are they on now? Are they Pacific or Mountain? They're two hours behind. It's part of the year. Part of the year. Okay. They're two hours behind now. Well, my my assumption is he doesn't spend the summer in Arizona. Drinking coffee at three thirty in the morning. I guess he's starting his day. Okay. Terry, lighten up, man. You're the manager of the Guardians. Everybody loves you. You don't have to sweat. You don't have to be nervous. You don't even have to edit your speech. You didn't even have to write your speech. In fact, I don't want to hear him read a speech. My guess is if he's going from a script, Andy, he's reading. I don't want to hear him read. I want it coming from his belly. I want it coming from his gut. Yeah, why does he have to do that? I don't know. A couple bullet points, right? I don't know. You've done this long enough. You're Terry Francona. You ended the curse. Yeah, come on. Wait, our curse? No. No, we still have a curse. Our curse is still here. It is weird. Can we go back to this time issue thing in Phoenix? No. No, we, no. It has nothing Arizona to do with is on Mountain about. Standard Time. Arizona does not observe daylight savings time, with the exception of the Navajo Nation. Arizona previously observed daylight saving times beginning in 1918, but made the permanent change to standard time in 1968. Indianapolis is the same way, aren't they? They're the two major cities that don't do that. I just. Oh. Are you kidding? We were talking about the Guardians, and you, you go were, into a daylight savings time. You're breaking down time zones, you man. Guys, you were buzz killing to We're on the, we're on the way the to the NBA All-Star festivities, and, and you break, take us, you derail us into time zone you're talk. You're breaking down time zones, and man. And, Jeff, what time zone was the All-Star game in? Huh? This, this is an intervention. I don't more care. Than Staying within the mountain time you know, zone. You know what time zone it was in? Story. It was yes. in the crappy time zone. Oh, I totally disagree. Mountain time zone could be the That's second not best time meant. zone they could have of played, all the time they zones. They could have played that on Greenwich Mean Time, and it would have been a terrible game. Why do you continue to talk about this time zone thing when I was Buzz Killington to you talking about time zones? You just don't want to talk about the All-Star game. It was You know what? Garbage. That's not a bad idea. It was garbage. <laughs> all right, let's, let's start with this. The Miz? All right, I'll start with that. I will readily admit, if I have other things to do on the NBA All-Star Weekend, I will do them. I actually just happened to remember that the game was on. On what day? I don't even remember. On Sunday, I guess, that it was coming on. Um, let's start with the Saturday stuff. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I did not see the skills competition where a couple of former Cavaliers did the job, Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton and Kessler from Utah, so they won it for the hometown guys. That's nice. That's all well and good. I didn't see a bit of it. I love the three-point shootout. I didn't see any of that either. I missed all of that. I didn't see that either. I did turn on the television, in, and I, I just thought, I wonder where this is, and they were just starting the slam dunk contest. Ah, that was worth it. What does it say about the NBA's slam dunk contest that it was won by a guy who's played two NBA games. A G League guy who was up specially. He just got signed to a 10-day by the Sixers, so good for Mac McClung. But they brought in a guy from the G League to compete in the slam dunk contest. Hey, first, can we start with this? It sounds like he's a character from DuckTales. 
We start there. Mac McClung. Yes. You with me on that? True or false? Just, what is his parents' name? I never thought of it that way, but you might be onto something. Hey, <laughs> Thank you. Don't blame the guy for his name. Or Sonny in Philadelphia, which makes sense. Whatever. He, that's, he's been, that's his name, Mac McClung. Okay. And he was phenomenal in the slam dunk contest. He was fun. He was very, very fun. Well, he was good. He was worth the price. Every of one of his dunks received a 50 from everybody except Lisa Leslie. Well, she gave one dunk a 49. Why? I don't. Well, you'd have to ask Lisa. I don't know. I, I think she should be out. I, I'm Get rid of not her. happy. I'm protesting her as a judge. One one of the cool things that happened in, in the slam dunk contest has just become a disaster, I think. Uh, this is the this was the most innovative, fresh stuff that I've seen in some time at the, the slam dunk contest. I, I hate the fact that guys will try two or three times and then they end up, you know, just throwing a ball down somehow and dunking. Uh, McClung didn't miss any of his con- any of his dunks, not one. He had four rounds. He took four dunks. He made them all. He nailed them all. They had to slow them down to see what he was doing. He he was he was that good. And he has a history in this uh, YouTube videos when he was in high school of his dunking ability. And you know, and of course, the most amazing thing about it, the dude is a short guy. Spud Webbish. Like Spud. Like Spud. I thought his dunks were phenomenal. I thought it was fun. Should a guy be in the slam dunk contest if he's actually not in the NBA? He is in the NBA. He's got a 10-day Well, he is now, but he wasn't when he got invited. Yeah, what's the difference? Are we there not are well, we I, not there to entertain? There are, there are some great guys playing for the Trotters who can dunk. Can we bring them in? Yeah, why not? Why not bring them in? Who cares? Well, then why do we have an NBA All-Star Weekend? Because it's an exhibition. We also have celebrities that play the night before that have nothing to By the do way, with the I game. thought the Miz got ripped off. Best shot of the whole All-Star thing was the Miz from half court at the buzzer. Would have won the celebrity game. I only saw it on Twitter. I saw it. It was in his hand when the buzzer went off. It was. It was bad. It was too bad. Too bad, yes. So what what did you think of the went, slam dunk contest, folks? What did you think of any of that stuff? Two one six five seven eight zero zero nine two. Honestly, the kid was phenomenal. He was really good. He was wildly entertaining. And I just but I, I just think that that should almost be instead of a lifeline sent to the slam dunk contest, Andy. You should almost just stop it here. You're bringing in guys from the G League to compete in the slam dunk contest because nobody with any name recognition. So and, I, and I get it. Well, hold on. What would you rather see in the slam dunk contest? Guys who are at the end of a bench in the NBA or Giannis, LeBron, um, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George? I would rather see what you're asking for. I don't blame those guys for not wanting to be in the dunk contest. That's the point. So why not, if the whole weekend is about the fans and entertaining them, bring in anybody. Let somebody off the street win a contest to be in it. I don't have a problem with that either. It's like that old three-shot, uh, three-point uh, competition they used to have nationwide that was really cool. That, you know, you would go to, like, your local rec center and then you try to win – uh, you, whoever had the most points got to advance, and then somebody got to represent the Cavaliers, and they got to represent, you know, represent at the All Star game when they did that too. Who cares? Entertain well, me. That's it's isn't that called what we're watching? the NBA All Star Weekend. Then why do they let celebrities play the night before? Because it's kind of a hmm. little warm up for the whole thing. Oh, so who cares if a guy? Why, if why, this do, the, why do the, baseball do the same thing? 
For their futures game or for celebrity softball? Softball. It's the same thing. Well, they have a futures game. Couldn't this guy have been, because he's a future, couldn't he have been eligible to participate? 216-578-0092. We're going to talk about the game next. Oh, my goodness. It's Baskin and Phelps here on The Fan. They call it the NBA All-Star Game. Okay. It was anything but a game. I don't know that it's a bad thing. And let's let's get that out of the way. Don't know that it's a bad thing. Welcome back to Basket of Phelps. I'm Jeff Phelps. My buddy over there is Andy Baskin. Can I ask a real simple question about the All-Star Game? Yeah. Just to get us going on this conversation. Yeah. Did anybody watch? Did you sit down and watch the All-Star Game? I'm just curious. Two, right. I, I'm not. I, this isn't a 216-578-0092. Did you stop and make time in your life or you just had nothing else going on? And you watch the game. We've seen the ratings decline for the Pro Bowl. I can't only imagine what the ratings were for the All Star game yesterday. Well, or two days ago, sorry. I, well, I just, I, I'm wondering, did you actually watch? And if you did, did you enjoy it? Okay. I'll, I'll tell you this. It was on up against an XFL game. And, and unless I'm completely confused, it was the DC Defenders and the Seattle Sea Dragons with Josh Gordon and with uh, Greg Williams on the other side. And I, I think I, the, is this what I said to you guys this morning? I watched enough of the NBA all-star game to turn it off. Yeah. That's what you said. Okay. That's, that's what it was. I watched enough to think, Oh my God. And hit the button. I watched more of the XFL game than I watched of the NBA all-star game. And you know, you know how much I love the NBA. The NBA, to me, these are the greatest athletes in professional sports. I think these guys are phenomenal. And yet, in this game, and it used to be a game. I mean, it wasn't that long ago where they actually played and played hard. And excuse me, it's not exactly like the Pro Bowl game in football, where if you actually played that game, you you run a pretty good risk of getting hurt. That's usually not the case in in the NBA All-Star game. You know, and it wasn't too long ago where these guys actually played really really hard. Uh it's it's terrible. The, anybody who drove to the basket, I'll bet I'll bet 95% of the drives to the basket were uncontested. And then guys are taking such bad shots, jacking up really long three-pointers. You know, it just just because you're open in the All-Star game from 45 feet doesn't mean you should shoot it. And guys were doing that. I, I know it's I know it's a celebration of the game, and I think these guys are so good. But it, it, it's embarrassing. Michael Malone was the coach of Team LeBron, and Michael's a great guy. I always loved dealing with Michael when he was here as an assistant under Mike Brown. Terrific guy. A great guy doing a great job with the Denver Nuggets. Here's what he had to say after the game. I agree with him. I don't know if you can fix it. And I I don't know if it's worth fixing. It is amazing to look at the ratings of the All-Star game throughout the years. Have you looked at these? No. Wow. Like in 1990, uh, they did a 9.5, so it was like 13.2 million. Okay, that was 1990. Uh, and that was low compared to 
93, the last time they were in Salt Lake, they did a 14-3, 22 million watched, almost 23 million, 22-9. Then you go, they don't have, this year's numbers aren't in yet. So go back to 2022 here, 3.1628 million. So in other words, it's lost like 75% of its viewers. I mean, they've gone from, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at these numbers. I'm like, wow, 93, they did a 14-3. Michael also said this. He said he gives Joel Embiid and Kyrie Irving. He said those guys were like competing. Joel was imploring some of the guys to play harder, yeah. to try to get some defense in. No one got hurt. They put on a show for the fans, but that's a tough game to sit through. I'm not going to lie. He's right. Andy, I, I couldn't watch. I, I watched the Seattle Sea Dragons instead. Now, it started with an idea that they were, I thought was terrible from the beginning, and I hate to even say that. They were trying to have fun with it. It was just kind of awkward. Did you happen to see the draft? I didn't. I heard you talk about it before. I okay. explained to everybody what happened. Well, it, it, was, it was awkward. Uh, LeBron and Giannis picked their teams as the captains, and they picked Team Giannis and Team LeBron. And they started with picking the reserves, and... I had to laugh. It was it was actually quite funny. Giannis goes through this build up, and you know they're trying. They're they're both doing their best to have fun with it. And and I no no discredit to LeBron or Giannis on this. They tried their best. And Giannis is like, you know, one of the, I picked this guy. Blah 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 blah. He was one of the great rising talents. Whatever he said. Blah blah blah. I'll take John Morant. <laughs> and there was a big pause, and Ernie said, um. He, he's not sitting up there, Giannis. He's a starter. We're picking the reserves right now. Oh, oh, it was quite funny. I'll more on that in a second. Theo's in Bedford. Theo. Yeah. Uh, how, how you doing, guys? What's I'm, up, Theo? I'm well. Did, did you watch the All-Star game? I did. Did you enjoy? Yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. Okay. I mean, I, I understand, so, um, you know, turning away from it possibly, but. I mean, it is what it is. That's true. What, what was hilarious, though, <laughs> I forgot who it was, but there was a guy that drove to the basket, passed three guys. They were almost escorting three defenders. They were escorting him to the basket, almost with their backs turned to him, and the guy missed the layup or he missed the dunk. Yeah, you I, that? yeah, I, th- I saw that on a highlight, Theo. It was hilarious. Yeah. You know, the, but, I mean, Theo, the thing that's disappointing to me, these guys are phenomenal. Can you imagine if they even cared for a quarter? You know what I mean? I mean, that, well, that's, you know, that's, that's a show. That's a that show. Point, though, for the past several years, it's kind of been like you don't play the first quarter at all. You don't play the second quarter, really. After the half, you kind of play a little bit. And then the fourth quarter, they actually kind of used to play to win. Yeah, that different kind of ending really didn't settle in in this one, Theo, because uh, the team Giannis was so far ahead of Team LeBron. Yeah, the, what, what was the score like? Uh, Two hundred to one eighty-nine. Yeah, it, it was it like was that. something like one eighty-five to whatever it was. Theo, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And and it at the end of the game, Team Giannis, the guys took multiple like half court type shots to try and win the game because the other team had to try and catch up, you know, and it was like the first team to 192 or whatever it was. 
And so they were just jacking up half court shots. It just it was ugly. Zach, welcome to the show. Hi, Zach. Hey, hey guys. Uh, uh, growing up, obviously watching the All Star Game, and me guys just brought up the ratings, the fact that they've lost viewership. Um, I think that they have the right idea with this with this draft thing and making it kind of like playground style. Um, you know, where these guys get to pick their friends, right? I mean, that's that's how the whole building the big three thing started. Um, these guys wanted to play with each other. They, they, you know, ultimately, these guys are all friends, right? Um, so it's, it's something that they enjoy. It's, it's playing together. That's why these guys are throwing oops and they're shooting half-court shots because it's stuff that they do when they're just shooting around with each other in the gym. They even had a point where uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were going one-on-one, which was honestly very entertaining. That was probably the most entertaining part for me because you don't see that. You don't see those guys play against each other. So that's something that's cool. But even the you know the announcers, I was watching the alternate broadcast because – in my opinion, it was better with the Shaq and, and Kenny and uh, and Chuck and and Ernie. Um, they, they were they were already even talking about it in the first quarter. They're like, "Well, we already know there's not going to be much defense until until the fourth quarter." And you know, when they, when they play to a certain score, they have that part of it down. And I think what they could do is make it more playground like, where instead of it being a full court five on five game, maybe these guys, maybe there's four captains or maybe there's eight captains, and they pick three on three games and they have a little tournament, right? And that's yeah gets more viewership. There's or, more games. Or Zach, there's how about this? It's with the NHL kind of. How about, how about you put the East against the West and you go out and play? I mean, yeah, but Jeff, it's, I mean, it, that's the reason why they're trying to find a different way to do it is because nobody's watching that. I mean, you well, have these we, that are you know what, Zach? Let me let me teams. let me let me stop you on that. We don't know that anybody anybody's watching that because they haven't done that in a while. They haven't done in a while, Jeff, but also back when the viewership was up on this type of stuff is because nobody got to see Michael and Magic play together. Now you got these guys that are all on the same team already. That's the problem. you know. And I don't yeah. even want to say it's a problem. I'm sure it's good for basketball. It's good for the league. There's a lot of talent all around the, all around the league. But I, that's, that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's lost its luster because people are seeing this type of play, maybe not to its fullest extent of what it was on Sunday night, but that that's already happening. These guys are already playing with their friends. But if you could if you could spice it up a little bit, make it a half court game, three on three tournament style, I think that would I think that might do something for it. I mean, it, it, all right, Zach. Maybe you make it maybe you make it a two day thing. I don't know. Okay, Zach. Thank you. A uh, story on CBS about all this, and I just some guy on Twitter wrote this, and and Andy, I, I agree with this. He said All Star Weekend's one of the league's big spotlight events. You know, nothing else is really going on. The NBA still needs to take advantage of this stuff to keep growing. But if the players don't care, this opportunity just doesn't matter. Agree. I agree. And, with and that. then he, he followed it up with this. At some point, the NBA stars just stop caring about the league as a concept. It's all focused on individual brands, but they need to keep the pie growing so that their slices of the pie can grow as well. In other words, their individual brands grow as the league grows. All-Star Weekend epitomizes what's going on with the NBA now. With I can buy that, on, can't you? Yeah, I can too. I can buy yeah. that, yeah. You know, and I, I just think it's a shame because a real – and the, the the team, whoever concept, I think that's run its course. I would love to see East against West. I would too, but – And I would love to see an actual, you know, an actual game. Now – What do you do? Maybe run – I don't know. I, I could you do it? I mean, I hate to say this just because we saw it in the NFL. Could you do a skills competition among the all stars 
where you garner points for each skill and then cap it off with three on three half court. I don't know. I'm not. Why not just play basketball and play it well? Because they don't want to play well. They just don't care. They'd rather throw it off the backboard and try to start a slam dunk where you start at the three point arc. Yeah, I, open the I wonder air. why though. Do you, in any, here's the thing: what these guys are doing in the All Star game to me throws out the whole notion that they're doing it this way because they don't want to get hurt. Because the guys are still driving, they're dunking, they're doing everything else I know. That, that could lead to them getting hurt. I know. So that can't possibly be it, can it? I mean, are you going to get hurt playing defense? I mean, you could, but you could get just as hurt driving to the basket uncontested. Especially if to you're do flying a, through the air. Right, trying like, to do some kind of a fancy dunk. Yeah. So I, the getting hurt aspect, I don't and know. And if you're going to do the fancy dunk, why not just join the slam dunk contest? Well, there you go. I don't know. I don't know how you fix this. You, you've got to change the whole mindset on what to do there, right? I don't know. You have to change the entire mindset of an all-star. But yeah, it's just it's just all, disappointing other than to baseball, me. Other than baseball, they're all they're baseball's all, really good. It's hard to fake the baseball one. No, and that's what's really know? good. So there you go. What are you going to do? I don't know. Do you have any other ideas? Because I don't. I, I I don't think I I, I don't my think idea, fans my care. idea is to just play the game. Yeah, I just think fans don't care. They don't, and you can see by the ratings. I mean, they're they're significantly down since the you know last ten fifteen years. They're just they're not what they used to be. If the players don't want to be involved, and there's no kind of build up. I mean, the best story is this kid in the slam dunk contest who was not Mac an McClung. NBA player until just the last week. So make it a week. I mean, they try to make it into a weekend celebration of the game and that's fine. But I do think if you asked any of these guys, would they'd rather go home and spend time with their family? I bet they all would say yes for the most part, unless you know, you're going to make tons of money on marketing after this. And you know, once you become an all-star, I do think once you label yourself that you've got more of a chance to make more money for the marketing aspect of it. So I don't know why you would turn it down, but I mean, does LeBron really, other than the fact you want to call LeBron an all-star and he garners the most votes, does LeBron really need an all-star game? Does he? So when it's all said and done, we could say he was a 60-time all-star? Okay, we knew that just from him playing. Is that for four or five generations from now? I I don't know. I'm not sure. Basketball probably won't look anything like it does. What What I do know is this. The Cavaliers have decided that somebody can't help them. And a team that is trying to catch the Cavaliers and do the same thing the Cavs are trying to do has decided that that player is at least worth a look. It's coming up on Baskin and Phelps. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's Andy Baskin. I'm Jeff Phelps. Welcome back. Um, Before we talk about Kevin Love leaving the Cavaliers, going to the Miami Heat, let's finish up talking about the all-star extravaganza. Adam's in Berea. Hi, Adam. How you doing? Hey. Um, I have an idea about the um, All-Star game, which I don't think has ever been done before. Okay. I'm in a wheelchair, and I actually used to play uh, wheelchair basketball for the Cavs. Mm-hmm. They should do a wheelchair basketball, like, discriminatory game. And as what, the entire game? As a part of the weekend? Or yeah, having yeah. able-bodied people in the chair play? No, no, no. A, um, no, a, um, a wheelchair, you know, you know, game uh, during the uh, NBA uh, weekend, you know, just like, you know, just like a scrimmage or something, just to get it out there and to, and to change it up a little bit. Adam, I think it'd be a great idea as a part of the weekend festivities. Well, do you mean do you mean like guys on the wheelchair calves, or do you mean like yes. the actual yeah. NBA players playing in wheelchairs? That's what I was saying. Um, no, the uh, no, the wheelchair calves. Because I actually used to play on the wheelchair calves. Right, right. Yeah, that might not be a bad idea. You can add oh, that yeah. to the festivities. Adam, thanks. Appreciate the phone no call. No worries. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, I do think that'd be a good part of the. Why wouldn't they do? I'd that? rather watch that than a celebrity game. Although the Miz hit a shot. That was pretty cool. Nice shot, Miz. Way to go. Kevin Love is a member of the Miami Heat. What's that mean to you? Uh, it means that he had a great career here. I will always appreciate the fact that he played here. I believe you are correct. He will be a member of the Basketball Hall of Fame at some point. I would not be shocked uh, if Zero is hanging from the rafters at some point. They, they act, the Cavs actually said that. Yeah, so I think all those things are going to happen in due time. I appreciate everything he did for the franchise. Um, as we get towards the end of his career, we now and and I also appreciate the fact that he was a free agent that wanted to play in Cleveland, no matter what sport. Um, I will always hold that in high regard. The issue is, is he didn't fit into what they were doing right now. He wasn't playing. He was healthy enough to be out on the court, and he didn't fit what they're doing. And they were playing pretty good basketball without him. So they felt, knowing that the end of his contract was near anyway, take the buyout and. Uh, let's move forward and maybe you know do the right thing by him. Give him the opportunity to find a team where he can play. Unfortunately, they are breathing on, down our necks to make the uh, playoffs and well, not really to make the playoffs to, to position and jockey for standings in the Eastern Conference. And that is the unfortunate part of the whole thing. But can't stop him from going where he wants to. And uh, I, I mean, if he can play and he can contribute in Miami, I'm happy for him. I just know that the way the situation set up right here, right now. He wasn't going to play and wasn't playing. So near the end of a contract, let him go. I wish they could have got more for him at the trade deadline, maybe even a second-round pick somewhere down the road, although it is what it is. What do you think? I think everything you said has some merit except for this. He wasn't playing here. I still don't know why. I still don't know why. If the Cavs, and, and honestly, the Cavs better be right on this, and and they better be right in this regard, that the players that they have coming off their bench, which, by the way, is the fourth lowest scoring bench in the NBA, that the guys coming off the bench can help them more than Kevin Love could have. And I I know they won seven straight games. They, they were playing well. I know that. But, man, their bench isn't very good. I don't think they're very deep. 
and they gave they they just gave up on the guy who was expected to be the sixth or seventh man on this team at the beginning of the season and was at the beginning of the season. Now, maybe the injuries have kept Kevin from producing at the highest level possible. He was really good last year. He was really good in the first month of the season. Maybe maybe the thumb's a mess. Maybe the back spasms aren't allowing him to do anything. But the Miami Heat, who I think is one, I, I hate to say it, I think that the Heat, one of the best organizations in the entire NBA, are bringing him in. Now, maybe he never plays for them. You know, Maybe they find, oh, boy, the Cavs were right. Kevin's done. Maybe he just, from the start of the season to now, he's just lost it. That Andy, I'm not, I'm not ruling that out. Maybe that's, maybe that's the real deal. But if Kevin goes down there, and and actually contributes, I'm going to wonder what the heck was going on here. I, I'm not. I think I, I'm not wondering. I know. I mean, if they didn't deem him good enough to play right now, that's on them. And if it doesn't work, then that's on them. And people will go like, "Oh, why'd they give him up?" I mean, it's like Michael Brantley in some what, ways. So Remember, we gave on, up on Michael on Brantley, that they made a mistake and okay. let him go when All he right. still had something okay. left in the tank. I, I just... Boy, a team that's trying to do something in the playoffs for the first time in a while. It's not going to really bite this team unless Miami knocks him out of the playoffs and Kevin just rolls. Well, no, it a... could if you get into a playoff series against anybody yeah. and your bench is, is not good. I, I just... If your bench doesn't contribute... But at some point, you've got to turn the page if you're the Cavs, don't you? No, not if he can play. Once you signed that deal over the weekend and said you're bought out, you better turn the page. Well, now you don't have a choice. Yeah. I mean, there's no page to turn anymore. The page is gone. Correct. So you, you don't have a choice there. Kevin's in Cuyahoga Falls. Hello, Kevin. What's up, Kev? Hey, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Beautiful day here in northern Ohio. Love it. Hey, I'm with you, Jeff. I, I'm, first of all, perplexed what happened. I mean, it seems like... According to the Cavs, you know, I guess the tank was completely empty and they just, uh, you know, completely shed him of, of Kevin Love. But, I mean, before the thumb injury, he's exactly what we needed coming off the bench. The guy, you know, has shot over 40% three points. Before the thumb, he was doing pretty good. Um, you know, last year, what, second and sixth man of the year voting, um, you know, I, I was anticipating, you know, he, he takes some time off, they get him healed up do rehab, whatever it is, thumb gets fixed, he comes back, and, you know, is that cause we've said we've been missing. So I'm with you, Jeff. I'm perplexed, and I'm also very disappointed because I'm agree with both of you. If he goes to Miami and shows even a glimmer of what he had before, that's going to be extremely frustrating to watch, knowing he could be doing it for us instead of for Miami. That's the thing to me, Kevin. I I am going to be watching Kevin closely. I, I, don't, I don't know if he can play or not. I – and, and Kevin, I can only assume that he can't play anymore, right? Because if he can play, I'll never understand why the Cavaliers bought him out. I agree, hundred percent with you. That's Jeff. I, 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 it's, it's a, it's a head scratcher, and I guess proof's in the pudding. So if he comes out to Miami and is, you know, ninety percent what he used to be, we're all going to look at each other going, "Wow, that was not really smart." But I mean, if he goes out there and there's nothing left in the tank, well, then we'll we'll say, okay, well, the Cavs certainly knew what they were doing. So. Yeah. I guess we'll know in the next couple of weeks whether it was a good decision or not. But I, I guess right now I, I'm still a little frustrated and upset that he's gone because I really love the guy and I thought he was he was amazing on our team and I thought he's exactly what we needed for a playoff push. So I guess we'll see though. Yeah, Kevin, thank you. And again, Andy, maybe he's done. Maybe he is. And 
if you're if you trust in the Cavs, then you're going to have to believe that that he is, because I can't imagine them giving up on a guy who could help them, especially in his role coming off the bench. Yeah, I just don't. It, they must believe that he couldn't help this team anymore. That's all there is to it. And and I, I, look, do I think he could still play? Yeah, I I think he's got a little bit left in the tank, but. Is he doing everything? Like, we don't know what's going on in practice. We don't know if maybe there's some stuff that we didn't see that he couldn't do anymore, or maybe the injury, or maybe the – there's a lot of different reasons. But at some point, your career is going to, you know, is going to take shape in a different world or a different way. You end up retiring, you end up quitting, you end up doing something, or you end up getting traded or bought out. I mean, I just don't – I don't know where else you go with it. You know, every once in a while, you do see a guy who falls really fast. And maybe that's maybe that's Kevin's situation. I am. I just think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what how this plays out. A little bit of news, real quick, guys. Josina Anderson, CBS Sports. I am told Cardinals offensive coordinator Drew Petzig has expressed interest in having both Browns offensive quality coach Ashton Grant and Bill Willis diversity coach fellow Israel Woolfork join him in Arizona per a league source. So the Browns may be losing more than just their quarterback coach, may have a couple offensive quality guys going to Arizona as well. Okay. Not to be completely unexpected there, right? No, not at all. Kind of the way that whole thing goes. Isn't it? It, it, You know, if they're going to grab some more of our guys, that's just the way it is. I don't know. Now, they can still say no. You can't grab a whole team's deal. You know what I'm saying? So they got to wait. The, the, uh, he may want those guys to go there. He just There's no guarantee it's going to happen. Um, just for the record, right now, Cavs are in fourth place in the Eastern Conference, and you know, they're two and a half games ahead of the Nets, who you would think are going to drop. And then the Knicks are four and a half games behind the Cavaliers. I don't think the Knicks have enough juice to make a run and catch the Cavs unless the Cavs come back to them. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks are eight games behind the Cavs. The Hawks are not the concern. The team that I would think, if, if there's any team that can get it together and make a run here late, and it is late, there aren't a whole lot of games left in the regular season, it's the Miami Heat. And they are right now five games behind the Cavaliers for the fourth spot. So You're worried about them? No, I'm not worried, but I, I will tell you, they are the one team and the one franchise that I have an awful lot of respect for that are behind the Cavaliers right now. If there's one team behind the Cavaliers that I would say, if somebody said, pick one who will catch the Cavs or could be their first-round playoff series opponent and knock them out, it would be the Miami Heat. Can't argue with you. Toronto might be in that conversation as well. Maybe. Evan Drellick works at The Athletic, and he's written a book, Winning Fixes Everything, How Baseball's Brightest Minds Created Sports' Biggest Mess. We'll talk about the book a little bit, but get Evan's thoughts on What's coming up for your Cleveland Guardians, managed by the nervous and speaking in front of the team while he busts out a tooth, Terry Francona. Evan's next here on Baskin and Phelps.